This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. Glenn Beck, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat and I talk about this an awful lot because I come in in the morning and I'm either listening to Muse or I'm listening to Frank Sinatra or sometimes I'm in the mood for the 70s or the 80s and I listen to that. And this week with Ronald Reagan, uh, the anniversary of Ronald Reagan's uh, death, I... I've thought a lot about Ronald Reagan. I've thought about the 1980s and, and the feelings that I had at that time. And so we oftentimes think that things were simpler when we were a kid. When you hear that favorite song or that song that takes you back to a certain feeling and a certain moment in time where you can see the room or you can see the girl. It brings us back to a time when the greens and the reds and the blues are Kodachrome. Kids are now in summer vacation. And do you remember the week before summer vacation? Do you remember what that felt like? Do you remember just sitting in the classroom and looking outside and everything was winding down and you just knew, I'm finished And summer is here. And then at the end of summer, the anticipation of new school clothes. And I remember the new peaches and the new uh, pencils and and, uh, pens for school. In the summer, friends playing until the sun went down and the slam of the front porch screen door as you were running out to join them. Summer's were a time of discovery. The girl, the girl you kissed for the first time, or the girl you wanted to kiss for the first time, your first love. I thought about this a lot last last week while I was on vacation with my kids, and again this week because of the serial that we're running in hour number two about Ronald Reagan. Last week I said to my wife, because the kids were outside playing. And I said to my wife, oh, if I could just go back to those days when we were kids, they were better and they were simpler. But they weren't. They really weren't. It's that we were kids. And if our parents were doing their job, they protected us from all of the scary things out in the world, just as we do right now. And there's a difference between the perspective of a kid and the perspective of somebody who's now done it for 40 or 50 years. I don't know about you, but I never expected to live past 30. I didn't think there was life after 30. You just became old. And you could do anything when you were a kid. Your whole world was ahead of you. 
Your whole time, everything you thought of was, it's not going to be like that when I'm in charge. I'm not going to be a parent like that, or I'm not going to go to the office like that. And nothing would stand in your way because you didn't really understand what the world was really like. And by the time you hit 40 or 50 or 60, you're pretty worn down. And if, if you're not lucky, you haven't realized it along the way, that it is all in your attitude. Come to me like a child really means come to me still asking why, how, how does that work? Still looking at things with wonder. Today, my daughter is going to have my second grandchild. And I thought an awful lot about when I was about to have my second child and how afraid I was to have my second child because there's no way I could love this child as much as I love my first child. There's no way. And I don't want to have favorites. And, man, one is one, two is 20. How are we going to do that? I'm never going to sleep again. Now that I'm on the other side of it, I know all of that was nonsense. Last week when I was on vacation, Cheyenne came to me Wednesday or Thursday. And for the first time in a few days, the email and the internet was on and email downloaded and we could get online. So we live up in the mountains. And she said, Dad, I've downloaded the news. I want to read it to you. And I said, no, 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 honey. She said, why? Don't you want to know what's going on? And my answer was less than 100% true. I said, you know, honey, daddy sees it every day and nothing really changes. And I'll see it when I get home. The rest of the truth was more simple than that. I didn't want her to see what was happening today around the world. I wanted her to live in summer. As crazy as the world is, and as hard as it might be for us to believe, our children are going to remember this summer as one of the best summers of their life. They're going to discover all those things that we did. If we do our job right. I found a picture of me. I posted online last week. It was 1970. I was six years old. And it was of me on this rusty boat that was on the coast of Washington State. This little teeny boat, all rusted out and made kind of a a place where kids could climb on it. And I had my dog, my collie. His name was Prince. This picture's from a little town on the water, just about 40 minutes from our house in Mount Vernon, Washington. And we rented a little cabin a few blocks away from the beach, and it was a very rare vacation for us. But it's, it, this picture came from a time when it was printed on the side, and it said July 1970. 
What I didn't know then, I remember, I remember that boat. And I remember this being a magical summer. We didn't go on vacation very much because my dad was, my dad was always working. And I knew we didn't have a lot of money, but what I didn't know, summer of 1970, was my dad's business was failing. My dad's business was really struggling. What I didn't know that summer of 1970 was there was a really nasty war that was going on. What I didn't know was the year before we had riots in the streets. In the last two years before that summer of me on the boat, Martin Luther King was shot. Malcolm X was killed. RFK was killed. The world was on fire. Cities were burning to the ground. The weather underground was full action. Nixon and Watergate were just around the corner. But there I was on my boat. I was a child and I was doing my job. I was doing childish things. For that one week in that summer of 1970, I remember it. Me and my dog, we were on that ship and we fought the pirates and we explored the world, sailed the seven seas. Just a boy and his dog. Just as it should be in the summer. We are at a point now I did an audience show yesterday, and there were some Trump supporters in the audience, and they said, how come you can't get on board? They said, it's just your hatred for Donald Trump. And I said, it's not. I don't hate Donald Trump. I have passionately stood up for what I believe, but I don't hate Donald Trump. I really don't. We're at that point, and if you've listened to me for a long time, you know I have said this time is coming, that there's going to come a time when we've run out of exits. And I told you this last fall, before Donald Trump, before any of us thought Donald Trump was going to do anything, this may be our last exit. We have to choose carefully. But the good news, I said back then, the good news is look at how many great candidates we have. I can't. I can't see a happy ending with Donald Trump. Even worse, I don't see a happy ending with Hillary Clinton. And just as bad, I don't see a happy ending with a third party. There is no good choice. It's why I'm not telling you. Others have. It's why I'm not telling you I condemn you for voting for Donald Trump. It's why I'm saying don't condemn those who do vote for Donald Trump and don't don't condemn those who don't vote for Donald Trump. Don't condemn those Democrats who vote for Hillary Clinton while holding their nose because they're doing the same thing that many people have chosen to do with Donald Trump because they think the other one is bad but just a little better than their candidate. We're at a place to where we've passed all the exits. 
and there's a bridge ahead of us, and there is no good answer. I saw that they're now talking at the GOP that it looks at least this week, it could change again, but I saw the list of the governors and the senators and the congressmen that is growing, that is now, they're now saying, I, I can't do it. And so now they're starting to talk about the convention. They have to go in and write the rules just like they always do. But there are so many people, 65% of the GOP, 65% of those who are writing the rules say, he's not a GOP candidate. I can't do it. A, a, A large number of the delegates who are assigned to Donald Trump are saying, I can't do it. So last night I took to Facebook and I said, I have to be consistent because I believe this is right. I said at the beginning, you can't change the rules. You can't do something dramatically. Yes, technically you can change the rules. Technically, this is their job. The rules committee gets together and they put together the rules right before the convention. That's the way it always happens. And there's a movement now to make sure that they unbind all of the delegates so you can vote for whatever delegate you want on the first round, which would mean that Donald Trump most likely would not get the 1237. And they're doing it to save the party. They're doing it because the majority of Republicans don't want him as the president. These are people that voted for Kasich. These are people that voted for Rubio. These are people that voted for Jeb Bush that I didn't agree with. And I said last night, you can't do that. And here's why. Technically, you can. But that will cause chaos. That could be the kindling of a civil war. That could be, best case scenario, that could be, lead to the next election. Everybody's saying, well, my vote's not going to count anyway. Look what they did to Donald Trump. It won't count. It won't matter. And people getting even more disaffected and disenfranchised. How do you repair going in with a guy who did his job and won the 1237, even though I strongly disagree with it? He got the 1237, and he did it fairly. I don't agree with the way he ran his campaign, but he didn't rig it. How do you take it away? And then you replace him with Scott Walker. How are you expecting to get the 30% of the Republicans who agree with Donald Trump? How do you expect to get them into the boat? You're not. You're not. So then we are forever fractured. And we're in chaos. That's what's going to be happening in the adult summer. And we are looking at this right now. We're going into this summer and we're saying to ourselves, no way out, no way out. We've passed all the exits. There's no good choices. Whatever I choose is bad. We cannot pass that on to our children because our children must have the hope that we had in the summer that they do have the ability to change the world. We need them to know that, yes, these are tough times, but you're going to make it. And all of our hope is pinned in them. 
my kids, the school they go to, I posted it live online on Facebook. It was a it was a play. And it wasn't a, you know, it's not something that it would be one of those plays like every child's play that you would go to. And I sat through plenty of them with four children where you're like, good Lord, let this end. However, this particular one was on the American, what was it called? The Spirit of America. And most, most of it was the kids just quoting quotes from Thomas Jefferson and George Washington, and Ben Franklin, James Madison. These kids reenacting what the founders did and then making the arguments using the founders' words. I was on stage because I was the narrator, and I looked through the eyes at the eyes of those who were watching their children. There wasn't a dry eye in the building. And it wasn't because it was so special. It wasn't. It was a crappy play. It was a kid's play. It was the fact that we had hope as adults because we saw our kids say the words that had meaning. And we knew if they knew those words, we're going to make it. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. 